You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. We're talking with Michael Simonetti. One of his clients is an Israeli-Australian joint venture startup called Electric. That's with a Q at the end, dot com. Michael, um, you sent me an email. I'm uh, grateful to be on your mailing list. And I uh, got an email a couple of weeks ago from you about a, a new client of yours. So you're a digital marketer, if you like, an expert in how to, uh, to get companies uh, you know, using social media effectively, that kind of stuff. Your, your business is called And Mine. You've got offices in Melbourne, Sydney, and I think also in Nepal. Is that right? That's right. Yep. You've got a, a fairly new client that you've taken on board, and uh, it's called Electric, which is uh, E-L-E-C-T-R-I-Q.com. It's an Israeli-Australian joint venture, I believe. That's right. And it promises to basically run your car at half the price with zero emissions and with twice the range. Now... In, and it's using hydrogen technology, hydrogen fuel technology to do this in a new way. And obviously, if this pans out as, uh, as this company is hoping it, it will, you know, then this really is a, a big uh, game changer for transport. Because as we know, the cost of an electric car or one of the limits of an electric car is the range that a battery can take you on. Um, and, uh, and, and this, for some people, you know, puts them off going down that track of, of getting an electric car. But if you can get twice the range, half the price with zero emissions, then it's a very attractive proposition. So take us through a little bit about electric, Michael. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I got approached probably about six months ago. My background is engineering. So, um, you know, some of the uh, initial claims that, uh, that I heard in a presentation and then afterwards, uh, you know, approach to talk about the marketing of this um, were extraordinary. And uh, it's the sort of thing that you, you know, rarely see or never see. And um, the, the claims are so big, I was just intrigued and just, and just put the comment to them in the session, like, um, so what are you guys, where are you guys going with this? Like, this is, this is astronomical. Like, the way that you're even presenting it isn't as clean as, uh, and as and obvious as what, what the technology, what the underlying technology is. So anyway, my, uh, I went down the rabbit hole after that, um, ended up in Israel about a, a month and a half later to vet the technology as part of a, an onboarding process for our company because, again, we love clients like this. It sounds unbelievable, but you also want to know that this, uh, that this is real. Sure. And I'm not a, a chemical engineer or, or a physicist or anything like that, and some of this stuff it goes well, well, well beyond my head. These are some of the smartest people that uh, that you'll ever meet working on this. So I just went to see the labs and uh, see it working in real life, see the fuel being mixed, um, being produced. You know, I actually got uh, them to pour it into a, an electric bike that they had there yep. um, and rode around on it. It's it, definitely a game-changing moment. And, you know, again, it still seems unbelievable, even after everything that I've seen and I've been uh, exposed to and I'm on the inner circle on some of this stuff. It's still, you know, it's impressive every day. And I think you you remarked to them during your presentations uh, and and your meetings with them that you thought that Tesla was going to be their biggest competition. So so this technology applies to electric engines, but you can convert other engines, or other engines could be could be converted fairly simply to use this technology. Yeah, look, it was a, it was a, a cheeky 
client in the meeting to turn their heads and just say, look, you, you know, where are you guys in terms of competition? And they really saw themselves as a, uh, as, a, as a baseline technology idea at that stage and provider. They could see what the opportunity in terms of roadmap was, but it wasn't really clearly laid out. And they didn't think that they needed to be as impressive as Tesla to get the word out there. We showed them why that was. You know, the, the marketplace is extremely hot. Green energy is, is particularly, you know, on, the, on everyone's lips. But as you mentioned as you, in your introduction, the technology is batter, in batteries is cost prohibitive. And from what I understand, unless they have a monumental shift in the technology, um, the price is going to stay high. The elements that go and contribute to those vehicles are expensive. So this is a, a game changer because, you know, essentially the 60% of the fuel is water uh, and it's a hydrogen-based technology. So how it, how it works in terms of cars is you can't just go and convert your petrol car to this tomorrow and, and that isn't even on the roadmap. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an infrastructure change that uh, requires, you know, the fuel to be produced, manufactured, similar to how petrol uh, vehicles are currently run in a, in a production environment uh, shipped to a, a petrol station and offered as a new fuel at the petrol at the pump. Yeah. Uh, essentially, this is a pump-based technology. That's why there's no recharging time. There's no uh, there's no major change to infrastructure from that end. In the inside the car, though, um, this is an electric vehicle for, for all intents and purposes. So everything you see in electric vehicles today. Um, it is the same except the prohibitive cost of the battery and the charging times of the battery. So the closest thing you're going to get, you know, if you look at Tesla uh, or other electric vehicles um, as a comparison, you know, you've got overnight charge times and you've got range challenges in terms of that battery and you've also got uh, life and you know, lifetime of the battery, whereas this is another step, again, would be looking at a hydrogen fuel cell car um, so the closest comparison is a hydrogen fuel cell car. Again, a hydrogen fuel cell car runs on the electricity that the hydrogen fuel cell produces, mm-hmm. um, but you need to use a hydrogen fuel cell, which is compressed hydrogen. So this is one step further than that. This is uncompressed, liquid-stable hydrogen. You can pour this into a bucket. It's a liquid. So you know the, the comparisons to petrol, that's why there's a, a high comparison to petrol. And you know, you'll see on their website bottles of water show, showing off the, the marketing aspect of this because it's it, it's stable at, uh, at room temperature, you know, at, at warm temperatures, environmental temperatures that petrols uh, move around in. Mm. So that gives a whole lot of benefits to the, uh, to the life cycle of the product in terms of the roadmap of how it, it can be delivered to the pump. Um, but then inside the car, essentially, you are changing your fuel tank to be more like a petrol fuel tank that runs on water. And then the other components of the car are very similar to an electric vehicle. So we see the road, or they see, or the company sees the roadmap being, you know, things are moving towards electric vehicles. Here's a technology in terms of fuel that can provide an equivalent, even almost a better competitor to petroleum. And it's uh, it's also zero emission. Yeah, and exactly. So so with a view to running clean and green, this is completely better than fossil fuel-based fuel systems which we've conventionally we you know traditionally run on for the last century or more and it's got that extra range and one of the differences which uh, you sort of touched on 
you know, compared with an electric car, which has that expensive battery, the battery at the end of the life of that battery, it's got to be disposed of. And that the recycling and the issue of what to do with a spent battery, whether it's out of a Prius, you know, which is a petrol electric solution or out mm. of a Tesla, that, that can be quite a recycling effort to do that in a clean way. The battery is one of the yeah. hardest, hardest parts to recycle in a clean way. And whereas with this, the fuel is actually taken, so the spent fuel is taken out of the tank of, of an electric-powered car and reprocessed, re-refined, if you like, with the sort of magic hydrogen ingredient, the blend that, that is water and hydrogen combined in a special way, which is a proprietary, you know, that's, that's the IP of the, of the company, and, and then put back into the car. So the idea is that you use your fuel, you go back to a, a petrol station, you can then top up, you can get rid of your old fuel, which again, that, that gets reprocessed and you can take some new fuel, which then sends you on your way again. So it has yeah, some... It and, has and, some and that, process, that process happens at the same time. So there's already pumps that are available you know, in, the, in the marketplace or in the landscape that have that technology available. So... Essentially, you go and fuel up the same way as you do now at a petrol station. You know, this is if you don't have an electric car. If you're going to a petrol station like I do, you know, once a week, it's the same process. You, you pull a pump out, you put it into your car. Uh, it has two nozzles, so one to put the fuel in and one to take the recyclable fuel out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, again, yes, the, the, another benefit to this technology is the recycling process, which uh, is something that, the, that we're all hanging our hat on at the moment as a, as a benefit. Yeah, and one of the other one of the great uses for this is possibly uh, powering buses, giving a you know far greater range at, at a, a much lower cost. And I think you give some uh, you, you give some figures on this on electric website. That's electric with a Q dot com. You know, just comparing a a lithium ion battery which might give a range of 250 kilometers for a bus compressed hydrogen another technology you might get a thousand kilometers range and uh, with the electric fuel option you can get double that 2000 kilometer range for a bus which would be fantastic and and at a a significantly cheaper price per kilometer than other hydrogen or lithium ion battery options that's right and cheaper than petrol as well which is like you know that's a big light bulb moment and that was for me as well when i heard that it was like wow you're going to be cheaper than petrol like this is something that uh mobility has run on for 100 years Mm. and uh it's one of the cheapest sources of fuel that we we can imagine all of a sudden there's a fuel that's that's claiming even even lower cost than that and then you know this is uh again these are all numbers before People put margins on, um, but even with those margins, the, the company is saying that this is possible to, to deliver at pump cheaper again than what you're currently paying. Yep. So at this stage, it's it's quite early days for this. So the, the press releases and the information that's sort of now coming out about this technology is still in its early stage. And so they are really looking to connect with the car industry, connect with electric car makers. I guess in particular, that would be one of their prime targets. Um, and and saying let's embrace this technology because it's going to work for it can it can really save money and it's clean. Just going back to the production of the fuel itself, is the hydrogen produced at the service station at the at the petrol station, or is it produced elsewhere and then and then trucked to to fill up each petrol station where you can uh, kind of recycle the contents of your tank, as we said before. Yeah. So the analogy to the current. Uh 
petroleum life cycle of a fuel gets delivered to a refinery, uh, a refinery ships that to a petrol station and you put that into your car, is very, very similar. So a, a, a recycling plant is, is essentially the terminology that we're using. It's a very similar process to the current petrol station environment. So you've got a, a refinery that generates the fuel or refines the fuel down um, to deliver over trucks to a petrol station yep, and gotcha. then you put that into your vehicle. And again, this is, you know, the, the emphasis is on car because we're all, um, you know, we all know that we all use a car every day, but this technology does, yes, as you've mentioned, work on buses and trucks and the, and the initial uh, uh, pathway into the commercial marketplace. There's a lot of uh, deals and negotiations going on with providers that are interested in, in that level of technology on the, on the transport, especially cities are, are very interested around, around in Europe on providing this for their city because they've got green emissions targets. Yeah, sure. um, just to go back to that, uh, the question you asked around the fuel, the, it's, it's essentially the same. It's a liquid. So you, you get all the benefits of you know, petroleum, but at zero emissions and at a better price. Mm. And I know that um, in terms of how you produce the hydrogen to start with, that can actually be done using renewables like solar energy, for example. You know, that is a way that, that hydrogen ha- can be produced. So y- you can actually do the whole thing in a clean from sort of end to end uh, in terms of sustainability without an emissions footprint. Because it's such a core technology, personally, I'm not looking at or haven't looked at, you know, what is the end to end greenness of this? They're saying all of this is possible. Like it, it's completely emission free. The, the way to do this is emission free. The sources for the hydrogen can be emission free. But again, all of those things need to be now mapped out as part of a, a very large infrastructure change to do this. I mean, this is at a very, very early stage. Even though it's been developed over a number of years, the commercialization of this, this is what the challenge of, of all technologies become. You know, you, you can have it working in the lab, you can have production vehicles that they've tested it on. You know, I can ride around on the bike and get excited, but until it becomes a mainstream technology, there's enormous obstacles in, in, in the pathway to, uh, to that final um, architecture that goes end to end. And we need to have, you know, conversations with more providers, as you mentioned, car providers, uh, you know, trucks, transport, cities, anybody that can add value to this technology. You know, like the hydrogen source is another great example of that hydrogen sources that can be pumped back into the fuel, they're part of the environment and the, and the ecosystem as well. So you know, they're looking at uh, pretty much all comers that are serious in terms of their commercial and industrial footprint and how they can, how they can benefit from this. We're talking with Michael Simonetti. One of his clients is an Israeli-Australian joint venture startup called Electric. That's with a Q at the end, dot com. Michael's company is called And Mine. They're based in Melbourne, but with offices in Sydney and overseas. So, Michael, uh, and I was just looking at, you know, some of this sort of rollout that you're talking about and this connection with industry around the world is taking place at the moment. I think there's a, there's a conference in Cologne in Germany, like basically now, starting today or tomorrow. Uh, right. and uh, And then other uh, events planned in January 2019, there's the uh, the commissioning of the first fuel recycling pilot plant. That's the first example of that technology where you've 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 run your car out of hydrogen fuel. You go to the servo, you swap over the fuel that's in your tank for uh, new fuel, and then off you go. So that's that's the technology that's going to be demonstrated or commissioned in Israel starting early next year. 
Yeah, look, again, just with one correction, you know, whether it's a car or a truck or a, or a bus or, you know, the vehicle is also a component that needs to be developed. There's uh, joint venture partners already developing uh, trucks uh, for this technology that are, that are well down the uh, build pipeline. You know, they've, they've got the technology being, you know, added or completed into those, uh, into those vehicles. So, you know, little parts of the puzzle, of the jigsaw puzzle, are coming together at different times. Yeah. You know, you have different vehicles, you have a production environment, a production level environment, uh, recycling plant, because, uh, you know, I've seen a lab, it's, it's uh, you know, they're, they're mixing fuel, you know, mechanically and by hand. I mean, it's not a commercial scale. Yep. So, again, so it's more a no technology that doesn't scale, but, you know, they need to show the scale working before large, you know, investors, and you can turn the heads of, of, of you know, global companies. So really the way to look at this is that they've come up with a fuel, a very, very clean, uh, efficient, good range, uh, good performance, all that sort of stuff, uh, and zero emissions being, you know, the biggest attraction of all, I guess, in this day and age. But really the way to look at the use of it is you took a, say you took a, a Tesla and you took the electric power plant, that big lithium-ion battery that's sort of strapped onto the underside of the car, you took that away and replace it with a tank that can contain this electric fuel mix, this new technology out of Israel, and then that would basically run that car. So instead of running the Tesla on a, on a lithium-ion battery, you would be running it on hydrogen. But otherwise, the Tesla stays the same. Close, yeah. And we're generalizing a lot, you know, and, you know, there's, there's a couple of levels to this, but like one of them would be all the technology that's being created for batteries is incredibly uh, new and valuable. And again, you know, the inside the room discussions have been, look, the, there's going to be a place for the battery inside electric vehicles. There will be, but it just won't be at the size and the cost. Um, that it currently is. Maybe it's a fifth, maybe it's a tenth of the size. Mm. And it will power and hold and hold and store power for other components of the car. But the, the baseline fuel that drives the, the range, that drives the, uh, the, the main generation of electricity, here's a technology that's saying it can move to a predominantly water-based technology. Yeah. Because you know that um, BMW have got a, they've had a hydrogen fuel um, powered car on the market for a while, and there are also examples of buses in uh, in North Asia, in Korea, in Japan, I believe, and I think even in Singapore, that are powered on hydrogen as well. And there's actually you may have heard the CSIR in Australia announced fairly recently in the last few months. Yeah basically saying that they've found a way to convert hydrogen so they make it out in the desert with a big big bank of uh, solar panels they use that uh, power generation to separate the hydrogen out of water out of seawater so very readily available supply uh, and and then convert that to ammonia the the energy that that they've created by separating hydrogen they've, they've put it into a liquid form which can be shipped safely because hydrogen on its own is pretty volatile so they've found a way to, to ship that in ammonia and then that goes off to the markets in Northeast Asia and gets converted back to, to, uh, to hydrogen at the pump and that powers the public transport systems already. So there's, there's uses of hydrogen as a fuel already, but this is different. This is a different technology, I, I believe, because this, this is 60% hydrogen, the rest water, I think. Well, 60% water this is. Okay, so, okay. And again, this is... This is the way that the technology is moving. These guys are, you know, ahead by a long shot in terms of the technology rollout. The majority of hydrogen 
based vehicles in the marketplace are fuel cell vehicles, if not all. Like, and my understanding is that it's all. The fuel cells are compressed hydrogen. So what you're getting at the, the, the fuel delivery system is compressed hydrogen. Yep. Because that is where the energy density needed to be at to give a comparison to electric vehicles or uh, petroleum vehicles. But this is this is a completely liquid-stable fuel from the refinery onwards. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. at, at all stages, this is not a dangerous uh, dangerous fuel. This is something that can just be, as I said, carried around. It's about as corrosive as bleach. So, um, you know, you've got home home bleach. You know, you wouldn't want to leave that on your skin. But this uh, this stuff is, uh, you know, around that level of, of sensitivity. You know, again, delivered at the uh, at the pump, it's, it's a game changer. Mm. So it's not what vehicles you're currently seeing in the marketplace aren't uh, are compressed hydrogen vehicles, including the Toyota Mirror. And this aims to change that one component of those vehicles to this water-based fuel. Yep. All right. Uh, look, is there anything you want to add? It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good description of this new product from Electric dot com, an Israeli Australian startup with a new hydrogen water combination fuel set to shake up the electric car and truck and bus industry around the world. Pretty early days for it, Michael. But thank you for talking to us. Anything you'd like to add before we uh, sign off for today? Pleasure. Look, just last thing. Um, you know, it is a uh, you know world changing technology. I'm I'm uh, incredibly excited to be part of this. And I urge uh, all listeners to, to get online and have a look at it and, uh, you know, hit them up on Twitter and, and help vet this technology and get it out there. You know, what, what will help make the change in the marketplace is people knowing about this and helping proving it in market. Indeed. All right. Well, thank you very much to Michael Simonetti. He's the Managing Director of And Mine, which is a digital marketing company based in Melbourne, Australia. Thanks for talking to us today, Michael. Pleasure. Thank you, Pete. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.